Hello, everybody. Welcome back to ClapperCast. Second episode this week. Yes, we covered Saw X, but of course, we also had to cover Paw Patrol, the mighty movie. But I'm not alone. Paul Price, neither of us have children, but we both went and saw this. How are you doing yeah. today? Well, okay. Okay. And we'll get into that. We'll get into why I'm a little... The only reason I went to this movie. Um, I don't think I could have convinced friends to go. Um, that's the real truth. And so... Um, I did get to go see it though. Um, and I'm well, I'm doing, I'm doing well. Uh, I decided to have a big theme party for Halloween and, um, you know, I got so invested in the like minutia of like planning the event. Um, and it's not till the end of this month, but all of a sudden the fact that I have to have like 30 humans in my home is like really setting in and like I've done it a couple times, but usually I can like cover areas that are like messy or whatever with this, with the amount of people that are coming, there's going to have to be nothing out, no rooms un- locked in. And it's like, okay, we're going to do this. So it's been a lot of like getting into that at the same time. I've also, um, one of my friends, uh, did one of those competitions on Apple watch recently you know, where they're like, you should go walk more. And he was making fun of me because I was doing the bare minimum. Um, so then I started walking an hour and a half twice a day. And then he got bored and stopped working out, working out. But still, I've been doing it. So that's three hours that I'm just losing every day. But I'm getting through like so many audiobooks, um, which has been really nice. Um, I just read Roger Ebert's book. Don't recommend. <laughs> which one? Life Itself. Oh, it's not. Uh, it's better than the film version of it, but it's not great. I agree. I like. I was sitting there just in absolute agony about halfway through. Um, I like Roger Ebert a lot. I'm excited to read. I think it's uh, Matt Singer's book about Roger Ebert and um, Gene Siskel. But here's the best descriptor of the Roger Ebert book: Gene Siskel is in one chapter, seventy-five percent of the way through, and you're like. Are you kidding? (laughs) Like we read so much about like what his like high school friends were like and diners he went to. And then when it's like the stuff you actually want to hear about, he's like, "Ah," and then we're done. He's like, we weren't that good a friend. And I'm like, I understand that. However, (laughs) I I bet you don't. But if you ever want to listen to a podcast on it, we did a death by adaptation episode on it, which was fun. Um, Oh, nice. Oh, you read the book too? Oh yeah, we read it and we watched the movie and we did a podcast for it. Oh, I see. And I forgot that there was a movie. I'll probably try it. I I know it's not supposed to be great, but just to like complete that era. <laughs> it's also not really about the. It's not really like an adaptation of the book. It's like it's not. I don't know. You can watch it. It's fine. Um, but a movie. <laughs> yeah, but a movie that I think is better than fine is Paw Patrol: The Mighty Movie. So, in case you don't know the plot of Paw Patrol: The Mighty Movie, it's definitely cinematic. You know, Shakespearean levels of deep. The Paw Patrol are living in Action City. I think it's called. Mm-hmm. Is it Action City? I think and so. They are enjoying life, right? Saving the day. And there's a a meteor shower. But an evil scientist uses a big old laser to pull a meteor in. And it lands right in the city and destroys Paw Patrol Tower. Oh, no. But the good thing is, inside this meteor, there are these stones or these jewels or whatever that give the Paw Patrol 
superpowers. And it is a great excuse to build a lot of new vehicles, a lot of new outfits, a lot of new toys, I assume, will be coming from this. And the Paw Patrol have to stop the evil scientists who want to steal the jewels and get more powers for themselves. So but she won't allow herself to be called a mad scientist until like <laughs> this is true. Last line. Um, yeah, I, was I say, think it's important for you to say like you how you saw the film and kind of get that. Yes. OK, going. Um, so um, and this is weird because if you know me, I am always finding this kind of stuff within L.A. Carson sends me, hey. They're doing a Guinness World Record of most dogs watching a movie. And if you've been on the, you know, listen to the podcast, you know that my dogs will constantly be annoying within the podcast. So they should not be out in public. And yet I'm like, I have to go and I have to take both my annoying dogs. So I take them for a really, really long walk. And then I give them their CBD oil. And I'm like, we're going to have a great time. And they were great. But anyway, so we show up. And my stepsister and I went, and there are so many dogs. I think it ended up being like 220. Um, And it's like this field, but everywhere you looked was just dogs everywhere. And like all of them were weirdly well behaved. Um, It was a really, really, really hot day. So they had these like um, fans with water connected to them. And I took Bo over to one because he was overheating a little bit. And I'm doing it. And some girl goes, can I get a picture? And I'm like, sure. So I hold for it. It's not a picture. It's on the news. Um, so I'm not picture sure. picture on the screen right now. Let's be clear. Oh, yeah, obviously. Um, yeah. Um, so that was really fun. And then they gave us free ice cream. And uh, Shay and I got to have a couple drinks, which made this a lot more fun. Watching them watching this movie in the sun oh and if you're curious how did they do an outdoor screening in the sun they had this massive lcd screen it is one of the most gorgeous things i've ever seen in my entire life um like it looked like watching a tv in your house but like no reflection no nothing so cool um but uh so they did that couple drinks watched the movie on towels just hanging out um very low-key event and we got to watch it early so that was really fun um and the dogs did well um, I was really surprised. There was at one point two other dogs who looked exactly like mine. And we were like, that's weird. So I took a picture of them. Later, those two dogs came over and just laid on top of my dogs. My dogs have never interacted with other dogs. Um, and so I was like, oh, maybe they're siblings. Like, it's California schnauzers. Like, you know, <laughs> like they might be cousins. So that was really fun. But um, yeah, no, it was a really, really fun event. And I was glad we were close. I think the winner before was like 199 um, and this was 220. So like not super close, but also like that's that's cutting it. <laughs> what's the specific record? What was like what's specifically so most, what you were doing? Most dogs watching a screening of a movie. OK, what movie had do you know what movie had the record first? Like before um, it was literally last year. And they didn't say what it was, what the movie was. Um, I'm sure we could figure it out by context clues because it was last year around this time at a drive-in, which is cheating to me. Like, if you bring a bunch of dogs to a drive-in, they're not interacting. That's not like trying to get all these dogs to be calm. This feels weird. 
it has to be a movie that has to do with dogs. So I'm guessing either DC Super Pets or the movie Dog. Um, it also could be like, you know, they did it for Lassie or something and it was the theater that did it. They never really like, you know, all sorts of weirdness. But they they did it. They pulled it out, um, which I'm not I, like I said, I'm a little surprised that like. I was expecting when we showed up, there'd be like a bunch of shelter animals in the back that they were like using for, uh, you know, <laughs> no, nothing. They were like really expecting people to just come with their dogs. Um, and there was a moment where they were like counting where you could tell that they were like, we may tell everyone this is a flop in a second. <laughs> so that was that was crazy. But well, my screening had zero dogs, had a lot of children. It was at 10 a.m., you know, an early screening of it. Um, so I had less of a good time. They were not well-behaved kids. I've never been in an auditorium where kids were like running at like the front of the theater. I was like, sit down. I was mad. I was very angry, but that's okay. Wait, um, did they show the Dora short for you? No, they didn't show us oh, any. That's sad. Yeah. Um, since I haven't been on the podcast in a while, I do have to tell real quick my uh, Ninja Turtle story. Oh no, I haven't heard this even. Oh, okay. So, um, I go to the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles with my friend Michelle at 11 p.m. And there's these two kids behind me and they are screaming and running and like right in my ear because they're right behind me. And, you know, I do the thing and I look back and I go and then I look back and I go, come on, guys. Then I go, seriously. And the husband keeps taking one of the kids out and then the wife goes, fuck you, fuck you, I fucking hate you, die. And I'm like, okay. And then the husband comes back, and I'm like, he's gonna be, you know, a little more uh, cool about this. Um, So I go, come on, guys. And no, and I can't actually say this without us going into E, but let me say, every slur there is, even ones that don't connect to me, were yelled at me. In the middle of an 11 p.m. Ninja Turtle with this kid, like a guy holding his kid up, like in the air, like the kid's kicking and screaming. He's just sitting there like F word N word. <laughs> like, and I'm just sitting there like, OK. And for some reason, you you know, I'm not usually the type to like be a man, but like I decide like, you know, beat the shit out of me. Let's do this. So like I go. You're fit fucking pissing everyone off. And the guy like gets all mad and then they leave. Um, I was thrilled. I won. I won the argument with a big man. <laughs> Honestly, I would take any excuse to leave that movie early. So no hate um, towards yeah, them. That's probably I, okay. what I did. I can't say if I liked it or not because I got um a whole like the first 40 minutes of the movie was just like sitting there. Um not to get into a review of it. Uh, there's some voices that I didn't like, but actually connecting back to this, they change all the voices in this for the most part. And I thought all the kids still sounded good. Um, it's really hard to like just recast everyone and you not really notice. I'm sure super fans do. Um, but I remember like when they used to recast when I was a kid and you would notice. Um, and I think these are all really good. Well, though, I'm sure fans of the show would be pissed because to prepare as to pregame for this, I did watch season six, episode one of Paw Patrol, and all the voices are very noticeably different. So I will say oh, no. if you keep up with the show, you know, you might be disappointed. Um, but getting into Paw Patrol, I think it's important to say, like, in 2021, we randomly added the first Paw Patrol movie to the schedule for a reason I really 
don't know. Um, but we ended up all really enjoying it. So like I weirdly walked in. We got screeners. No, we did not. I, there's no way I saw it in theaters. No, it was on Paramount Plus. Oh, that's what it was. Okay. Yeah. I was like, because I remember sitting in bed, like with the dogs. <laughs> yeah, like, I was at great. <laughs> I was at home on a gummy and I cried. So like yeah. I definitely was at home. Okay. But I was like weirdly hopeful because of that. For like weirdly anticipating this film. Even though on paper, like it's so clearly a sequel made just to make more toys. I was like, you know what? Like, I think this might be fun. And it, like, was. I, like, genuinely, not great, right? But, like, not maybe for, like, the most complex work out there. But, like, for a kid's film, there's, like, still this genuine comedy, this genuine charm, genuine wit at times where, like, I think adults will have a fun time, even if it's predictable. Like, the animation is really good still. Um, And before, like, just, I guess, as an opening thought, I still really enjoyed this just like I did the first one. And it did, like conjure up some emotions which a lot of animated kids films don't do for an adult so like i i was still a fan of this yeah no um i was too like um i have one issue with the movie a little bit but um and we'll get into that in a little bit but outside of that no it was really fun and when you mentioned the jokes the jokes actually did hit in like a you know not um height of dreamworks we're just doing reference humor um but like the adult kind of humor that you're like wait that's funny um the dogs are killing it because i was gonna say uh it reminds me of bluey where it's like the jokes aren't for kids or adults but it's just good humor that's clean um and there were like some times that i like laughed um some weird uh, casting stuff um, outside with uh, Kim Kardashian showing up again. But I actually, yeah, I actually thought it was funny. I was like, it was just enough. Um, It's also funny. My stepsister hadn't seen the first one. So I'm sitting there a 30 something year old man telling her like, okay, so that's, she was in the first one. And (laughs) it's the only way I can compare like, how other people felt during No Way Home when like Tobey Maguire walked through the like <laughs> thing and I didn't feel anything because I don't care about Spider-Man but like I was so like I was so worried that she wasn't going to be in this one for some reason after being in the first and then she appeared and I literally just like felt the need to cheer I was like my <laughs> queen is back for a cameo love it love her like I was like wow I truly have weird takes on cinema because I'm feeling excited that Kim Kardashian is in Paw Patrol too and it's just for a little bit but like I think that's a perfect example of like who is that for what is the purpose of that because i don't think kids are going to be like oh my god i love her oh my god i love kim such a big fan of the kardashians on hulu i think like it's just it's a clever thing that i think is just like fun for adults i don't know i i was i liked it yeah um uh, going to what the one thing that i like kind of was a little iffy about was there are two girl dogs and they both have the same arc and they kind of just intermingle <laughs> and it'd be like, now it's Liberty's turn to have the exact same <laughs> realizations that Sky has. And they would just keep cutting back and forth to him. And I was like, which one's the main character in this movie? <laughs> like, obvious. I can't even tell you because I'd say obviously it's Sky, but I don't know. Liberty had more screen time. It's like a real like tight. 
Um, especially because of how we watched it, you know, with the dogs and stuff. Uh, my stepsister kept confusing them. And I think that's why I noticed it more. Where she was like, didn't this dog already say this? And I'm like, no, that's another dog that has the exact same problem. Not feeling <laughs> like one of the boys. <laughs> See, what I was super like, con- like, um, not concerned about, super conscious of is how like, oh, Sky has the exact same basic story as chase does in this first film it's the exact same formula where you keep having these like flashbacks and then oh and the moment like is, are they gonna triumph and save the day and then yes they do and like it's very similar i must say the song they play the christina aguilera song they play during it like did get some i was like that's fun i will say the soundtrack in general for this film not to be overly basic but like i don't know a paw patrol action scene set to olivia rodrigo i was here for it i thought that was fun i maybe i'm just being like showing my age but like <laughs> i thought the soundtrack of this was like a bop i was bopping along with it yeah no uh i do think that they're really good about uh picking the music and i think picking from her last obviously successful album versus choosing from this one that uh might have not been um was like a, a better choice um sure. it's one of the things like i think is really funny with kids music is you'll go watch and you're like was this ever a song? It's like, no, the person's last album was, and they threw in new music. Um, that's like, uh, you know, my dad worked on Jimmy Neutron, and there's Aaron Carter all the way through it. It's not like Aaron Carter, you know, it's like Aaron Carter when he thought he was going to be bigger. <laughs> You're just like, what are these songs? <laughs> I actually kind of liked um, all of their superpowers, and I thought that they Me were too. all... They were all like really, I mean, did I get a little annoyed that the fire fighter dog has no. fire powers? Yes. <laughs> poetry, cinematic poetry. It makes no sense. Um, also, there's a moment where they throw the bulldog, um, the like builder bulldog into a machine and the machine explodes. And Shay yeah. looked over at me and she was like, did they just kill that dog? sacrifice it was a full sacrifice like it 100% reads like the dog just like died and there's like a scene right after where they do it again and I was like wow they're just (laughs) they're really like these dogs are going to die I will say in a time where like I'm really bored obviously by superhero films like most people like i thought these superheroes like the superpowers rather they were all like fun definitely basic but like i had fun with them to the point where i was like this is probably one of the better superhero films like in recent memory even like last year talking about dc super pets like i think that was really boring with how it used powers and i thought here like it was clever i like seeing dogs i was like seeing how it like incorporated into their vehicles they drive again obviously like four toys i don't really get like i will say that a lot of this movie is just them using the trucks and i feel like they could use the trucks without their superpowers so i don't really know like why it's such a big deal when like (laughs) spoiler alert they lose it for a bit because you still have like the giant okay also like i'm sorry the funding of this world for them to have so much technology and they have this giant ship and stuff like defund the paw patrol for sure they do not need this much money but like I don't know. I thought it was clever again. Like, I don't know. I feel like I'm keep repeating myself, but just like every part of this movie is done to a point oh. where I'm like, yeah, that was entertaining. That's like a well done, 
superhero story well done superpowers well done like world i like the villains i like the villain scheme like it's so wild seeing so many kids movies be so bad and like just be so lazy and be so lifeless and here it's not like reinventing anything but it's just like accomplishing just being basic fun like this is the type of movie i would show my kids absolutely like i think it's really worthwhile i don't know i I feel like i watched this and it's weird also compared to the show because the show is fucking atrocious like it's not funny the animation's awful like shockingly awful um like for tv bluey gives me hope for like what kids content can be and will be for movies like paw patrol the cinematic series it gives me hope for like what the future of kids cartoons can be. But the Dora short before it, I know you didn't see it was terrible. So maybe I lost hope in that, but like, <laughs> I don't know. I still, I, I don't know. I have faith. I have hope. Yeah, no. Um, I think a lot of it's really cool. I also think it's fun that they really pushed some things with this one. Like the Paw Patrol headquarters explode. <laughs> and I was thinking about it. I was like, I can't really imagine that would be like, if bikini bottom like blew up and you're like, Oh, okay. <laughs> like, and I know that like the implication is they'll build it back, but um, I liked that. It was just like a crazy little twist. Um, yeah, no, I think overall it's just a really fun movie. Um, uh, now the thing that frustrates me is I don't think it can get any like actual recognition at awards time, um, which is a bummer. But I guess, you know, making money. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it made that. enough that they confirmed Paw Patrol 3 is coming out in a couple of years. So, like, that's exciting, I guess. Like, yeah. I don't know. I think I, I will take it getting more films than taking home an Oscar nomination, right? Like, yeah, I think that's more important in the grand scheme of things. What's even going to win the Oscar? Oh, probably Spider-Verse. Ugh. Yeah, I think that's just set. It's did you like Spider-Verse? Or... No, I did not. Okay, thank you. <laughs> um. Uh, to like not to get into it uh i just i don't like part ones i don't care i had the pr- same problem with dead reckoning i was watching it i was like why what was like if you're gonna do a two-parter you do it like star wars did in um empire and then return where they're two different movies but the plot kind of like connects not in a movie where it's like and we're just wasting a lot of time. And I think that that's a real struggle with those those movies right now. Um, and I think the spanking that specifically um, Mission Impossible got, I think will deter people from doing part ones. Um, because like, yeah, both of those, I think just you get to the end and you're like, OK, like, when are you ever just going to watch the second one? Like years from now, or you not the second one, but the first one, like um, the first of the two. Um, I just can't see like putting on that and being like, okay, that's why no one really watches, you know, Deathly Hallows part one. Like, you know, people <laughs> sometimes just skip over it. It's like, you don't want that as a movie in your series. Same with Fast X. That was like a real theme this year is like having these cliffhangers and going with basically a part one and part two. And luckily, it seems like we've like completely rejected that. So, yeah. Also, I just think like, I don't know, we, we're we not reviewing Spider-Verse. I think like how they like, I think just think it's a bad film, but like, whatever. That's not the point. I think Paw Patrol, though, a very good film. Oh, yeah. No, I um, agree. 
if we were doing our Clappercast awards, this probably would win best animated feature. Because I think I'm the only one who champions Elemental here. So that's okay, though. That's okay. Um, with that, I love that's Elemental. My encounter, I give it five stars. I cried. You know, those are the two films in recent memory I've cried to is Paw Patrol 1 and Elemental. So <laughs> I don't know what that says about me, but <laughs> they got me. Um, with that, I think... Is there anything else you would like to discuss with Paw Patrol, the mighty movie? No. Um, oh, I will say, though, to talk about my dogs for a second. So not only are they now uh, Guinness World Record holders. Um, also, when we were walking the other day, um, someone said cute dog. And I turned around. It was Viola Davis. So they are now EGOT approved. They are um, world record holders. And one of them has been on the news. All within the past week. So that was really cool for me because finally people are realizing how cool my dogs are and getting the awards. You know, it's been like beating the pavement for the past two years for poor Bo. And now he's 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 a fame. Sure. Well, also famous on Clappercast, let's be clear. I mean, your dogs might have got recognition from Viola Davis and the Guinness World Records (laughs) and the news this week. But like, did they get an email from John Kramer giving them a free ticket to go see Saw? I don't think so. So I still think I won out of me and your dogs. Um, Let's go to our question of the week because it is relevant to Paw Patrol. We're asking what your favorite Paw Patrol pup is. Oh, I must say with Paw Patrol. Oh, my God. I forgot to mention. It is so cute. That the kid, I don't know his name, has Paw Patrol pajamas. Genuinely was like, that's great. Incredible. 10 out of 10, no notes. Um, but question of the week. What's your favorite Paw Patrol character? I mean, I think mine's pretty obvious. Chase? No. Um, there's a schnauzer. <laughs> How would I? So... <laughs> no, there's not. What do you mean? Um, yeah, there is. Uh, and... As long who? Whomst? Whomst? Rocky, obviously. Rocky's not a fucking schnauzer. <laughs> yeah, no, uh, Rocky no, no. is a um, Scottish Terrier slash schnauzer mix. He's from uh, the Pound, apparently. He's the he's the one of the Pound puppies. But um, yeah, I, I know he's supposed to be like recycling or whatever. I don't care about anything like that. But I did like that it was a schnauzer. And actually, while we were watching the first movie... I literally was like, is there a Schnauzer Paw Patrol? And they were like, Rocky. And I'm like, he's my favorite. <laughs> okay. He doesn't look like a Schnauzer. I'm he upset does, because does like a he does not. I literally thought he was like a cattle dog. That's so sad. Because from you can go back and listen to our first Paw Patrol review. I've been a Rocky stan since the beginning. <laughs> I was so mad watching this film at how like every other dog gets like their moment except for Rocky. He gets nothing. I was like, oh, movie three needs to be Rocky's like story. Um, I don't care about the recycling either. It actually kind of triggers me because I think about when Bob the Builder switched from like being fun city to like eco liberal out like recycling in the countryside and i hated that switch but i don't know i loved yeah they stopped like and they randomly had to move to the countryside and it all became like go recycling which i think is a good message but i was like this is not my bob not hashtag not my bob the builder um (laughs) yeah so i'm upset because i also picked rocky that's my dog so i guess we both picked rocky so i'll just throw some of the other big contenders on the twitter poll um i mean chase has obviously got to be in there yes and then people are going to be like a cap (laughs) 
There's a lot of that this year. No one talked about that with the first Paw Patrol, from what I saw. This year, there's been a lot of protesting Paw Patrol. Which... Okay, but here's my one thing not to get like into. Oh, well, no, he doesn't actually do any of like that stuff. He's more like a cop. Absolute, but <laughs> it would be very weird if he did an animated kids show. I will admit that. No, I don't um, mean. I don't mean like even like things like like. Uh, he doesn't arrest anyone. He's not like an yeah. actual. He's literally. Officer. Yeah. Um. You know, there's a lot of Disney shows where they have like a cop character, and it's like they literally are just meter maids. <laughs> sure. <laughs> that is that is the extent. So yes, I guess we could call them <laughs> Chase the meter maid. <laughs> um. I will also say I want a Bluey movie. I don't know why we there's no development on that, but um, I think whatever. there's no development because uh, they're tired, and I don't know if Bluey is even care. continuing. Um, there's yes, versus... they're just taking a break. They said, yeah, that's what they always say. Also, how are Paw Patrol episodes? Didn't realize this because I don't watch the show for obvious reasons. How are they like twenty five minutes each? I literally thought they were like eight minutes, like Bluey. No, they're so long. Um, yeah, no, uh, going af- off of Bluey real quick in the Bluey movie, my uh, my theory with what they're going to do with Bluey is they're going to take a break and they're going to come back and it's not Bluey anymore. It's going to be um, Bingo and the mom will have had another puppy and it'll be like Bluey will be in it, but now she's older. Now it's Bingo and there will be a new little baby that they have to deal with. I literally thought you were going to say, and the mom died. And I was like, oh, that's, <laughs> wow, okay. I don't and... think that's... <laughs> no, the mom uh, brutally dies at the first episode, and they have to yeah. talk about it. <laughs> it's like Roseanne. They're just like, she got on opiates and died. <laughs> With that, everyone should go watch Blue, I think. I would recommend that. If we still did recommendations, I know you recommended it like years ago, Paul, and I was like, mm-hmm. I'm not watching Blue. I just watched it recently. It's good. Oh, yeah. Um, so cute. With that, let's go to our rapid reviews. This is our section to talk about anything we've seen recently that we want to talk about for like a minute. What have you watched, Paul? <laughs> so um, I got a screener for a movie called Dr. Organ, um, which if you've seen Tickled, um, it's the pseudo sequel to it. Same guy. I, I said it's similar to Batman, where it's like the same main character, but like a different villain now. Um, and... It was it was really fun. Um, it's a lot smaller in scale to tickled, but more in depth on the actual person. And there's actually interviews. It's basically about this guy, Michael Organ, who's the worst man in the world. And that's just all it is. And it's like, you know, he sucks. But the woman he does his like evil racketeering stuff with had a schnauzer so i did stan her a little bit they had like a image of her and i sent it to my friend i'm like i hope she doesn't do anything too awful because schnauzer and she was like it's fine i get it (laughs) um but yeah no that was um that was a really interesting film um i you 100 have to have watched tickled before um they would say you don't have to but i feel like you wouldn't get a lot of this movie is about him being able to let it go, but like doesn't. Um, and I think that that's really important for you to have seen tickled and know his previous work and why he's so dogged about like taking down these awful people. Um, but really interesting film. The other film I watched, um, 
I fucked up this year and Hooptober is happening and I do it every year and I always do it. And I was just waiting for Twitter to tell me that Hooptober had dropped. And I guess no one that I follow did it this year because I was sitting there the whole time. And then I looked yesterday. I'm like, it's got to be up or is he just not doing it? No, it's been up for 15 days. So I watched two movies last night, the first of which it's called Haunt. It's about these friends who go on a haunt um, and it's like one of those like walkthrough and it's a little scary, um, but they start getting picked off one by one by these like very vindictive, awful killers. And um, it's one of those movies where it doesn't get into Saw territory, but it definitely kisses that line. There is one death in particular that like my friend and I were both like, oh my God, it was, it's like just, it's so visceral in what they do that you're like, that's repulsive. I never want to see that again. Um, so you would like <laughs> kind it. Of my, kind of my reaction watching their next film, 65, but yeah, no, 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 65 is terrible. 65 oh, I know. is terrible, but this was fun. Good. Uh, yeah. Um, it's like not the greatest film, but it definitely gives those like vibes and like the there's good kills. And if you like that kind of stuff. Sure. What's your other film you watched? Um, I watched The Privilege, which um, is basically, even though it shouldn't be a German remake of society, pretty much um, with like some added little like twists, but and not the ending that's the same. But it's basically about this kid who is very rich and his parents um, are trying to induct him into something. And it's like very interesting to watch because I'm just assuming the guy watched society, forgot he watched society, started remaking society with different things happening because like, being the biggest society stand in the world, um, I was like, oh, I've seen this before. <laughs> like, even like certain scenes, I'm like, hmm. <laughs> but uh, shout out to the fan who loved the privilege so much. They made a fan trailer for privilege Two, which is currently seemingly not releasing. Yeah. Shout out to them. Would never. That's so funny, though. I love fans. <laughs> oh, yeah. Um, for me, I'm going to talk about Wes Anderson. You love his recent work. Um, he released four short films on Netflix this week. I did like Henry Sugar. I also liked Henry Sugar. Did you see the rest of them? Not yet. Okay. I didn't like, care for The Rat Catcher. I thought that one was terrible. Other than that, really fun, all of them. I like him doing these shorter works. Definitely more palatable than The French Dispatch. Um, for you, I assume will be better than Asteroid City, just because I know you despise that film. Um, I liked them. They were cute. I wish he just put them though in a feature because then I could rank it among the rest of the Wes Anderson features, but I can't now. So thanks Wes. And Netflix also just buried the last three, which is strange, but whatever. Um, I think it's, uh, I have a very specific reason that I think that happened. Um, I think they don't want you to have a favorite. Um, I think they just want you to watch Henry sugar because I think that they're going to push that to be his big Oscar. Imagine he wins. That's how he wins his Oscar. <laughs> That'd be good. I, um, has he not won one before? I guess not. I don't believe he's won any. Yeah. I mean, he deserved it once, and then the rest of the time has just been 
Oh, stop. He deserved at least one of those animated features. Um, yeah, well, I think that's going to do it for our Paw Patrol The Mighty Movie review. Thank you so much for listening. Paul, where can we find you on social media? At Pricelike Tag on Twitter, Instagram, and Letterboxd. And you can find me on Twitter at BP underscore movie reviews, Letterbox Carson Tamar. If you missed it, our Saw X review is out right now. If you want to engage in the Saw Patrol of our podcast oh. episodes. BP, buttered popcorn. Yeah. We did this for two years, <laughs> nonstop, every day. Every week. Never. But I always was like, when I hear BP underscore movie reviews, I thought of it like your initials, but I was like, that's not his initials, but I never that's not... asked. <laughs> okay. Well, Ali, hey, the more you know. Um, <laughs> Continue with this. <laughs> so yeah, you can watch our Socks review. Uh, it, coming probably next week will be our Patreon review for How to Talk to Girls at Parties. A very relevant title. I'm sure that's going to get all the subscribers. And then in two weeks, we'll be back for our Exorcist versus Exorcist Believer podcast. And I'm sad I put that on the schedule because now I have to watch Exorcist Believer. But whatever. Um, we will see you then. Goodbye.